0: So I want to try something different here this morning, and just bear with me. I'm going to read Psalms 107, and as I read it, when we get to this one particular verse, I want you to speak it with me. And I'm reading from the New King James Version, just throwing you off, just because I, th- I think it's a good thing to do once in a while. But uh, um, follow with me uh, here, and, uh, and hopefully it'll paint a picture of life, and I, and, and I know it will. So if we got it up there, if it's going to be up there, starting in verse number one, I'll give you. There it goes. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in, in desolate ways. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of all of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they may go to a city for a dwelling place. Say this with me, O oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Those who sat in darkness in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses and he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and he broke their chains in pieces oh that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men For he's broken the gates of bonds and cut the bars of iron and tools. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. And he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business in great waters, they see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens and they go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunken men and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and He brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet, so He guides them to their desired haven. All the men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt Him also in this assembly of the people and praise Him in the company of the elders. He turns rivers into wilderness and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. He turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs and He makes the hungry dwell they that it may establish a city for a dwelling place He sow and sow fields and plant vineyards that they may yield a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them, and they multiply greatly. And He does not let their cattle decrease. When they are diminished and brought low their oppression, uh, through oppression, affliction, and sorrow, He pours contempt on princes, and He causes them to wander in wilderness where there is no way. Yet He sets the poor on high, far from affliction. He makes their families like a flock. They rejoice to see it. And all iniquity stops in their mouth. Whoever is wise will observe these things and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Oh, that men would thank God. Oh, that you would have a thankful heart. I realize that we are surrounded by trouble in, 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 in our day and in, could be in your life. There might be heartache and hurt and tragedy, but I'm here to tell you God is good to you. And you can find something to be thankful for. And that in this season specifically we celebrate a day where where uh, President Lincoln set aside a day that we of thanksgiving for a nation. And I'm gonna tell you, that's a great day, but it ought to be every day in our lives. It ought to be that we declare the glory of God that when I was distressed, when I was brought low, when I, by my own actions, I was uh, alienated and, and hurting and lonely. I cried out to the Lord, and you know what? He heard me. And He did not deal with me according to my sin, but according to His abundant goodness and grace, He touched my life. There are so many things that I could stand here today and declare and be thankful for. And I, wanna, I just want to say, I just want a couple of them. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm thankful for the Word of God in my life. I, I'm thankful for the gifting in my life. I, I stand here today and some of you say, oh, you're so gifted. And you, that's true. I, I don't say that to boast. It's absolutely true because it's a gift. You cannot take any credit for the gift. It's been given to you. I said this week, I said, Lord, I have no idea what to say. And as he does all the time in the middle of the night, he woke me up. He said, I want you to say this. You cannot imagine how thankful I am that he, he just, he pours his word out. I'm thankful for myself, but I'm also thankful for those that he's doing it for you. I'm grateful. You know, you can be thankful. Oh, God, I'm thankful for my new shoes or my car or my house and all that stuff. That stuff comes and goes. I am so grateful for the relationships that God has brought into my life. I am thankful for my wife. Uh, in, in, in the family that we have, my girls, I'm thankful for my son-in-law. There's so many things that I, we could go on and on and just, just be grateful for. You know what? You'll think different about the relationships in your life if you start thanking God for things about them. Instead of criticizing them for little areas in their lives that they may not be perfect, get a clue you're not perfect either. He's hard to live with, so are you. Just saying. It's why grace, mercy, kindness, just the way it is. Listen, but I, I gotta tell you, there's one relationship here and, and that I just I just am so grateful for. And uh and I, I you know I just wanna make sure people know how much you're appreciated. And uh I gotta tell you something. Uh Paul Silva's been with us, what, 20 what? 20-some. He said to me the other day, he said, Pastor, sit down. he said, I, you know, if you've ever been complimented by Paul, sometimes, you know, you got you got to figure it out, right? It's just the way it is, you know. But he said, hey, he said, you know, there, I, I have kind of a, an attention deficit, and I'm paraphrasing this. Disorder and, and thing I lose lose uh, focus sometimes. He says I I just want to tell you I've been here 20 years and I still uh, you know you still got my attention and uh, you know I I just laugh but I got to tell you something for the last 20 years uh, Paul Silva has been a friend and um, a, a counsel has you've heard his word uh, in in uh, you know his teaching and different things and what a gift. He has been to this assembly, and his strength. I just <laughs> say, what, what are you saying that for? Is he going somewhere? No, I just, I just want him to know, you know, and uh, do something nice. I'll say something good about you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, but I do. I, I uh, you know, he's like, he's like, got the same personality as my dad. You don't get, you ever, you don't get that warm fuzzy hug from Paul. You know, uh, um, it's just the way it is. And uh, uh, you don't get that emotional. You, some of you are like, it's like this roller coaster with you. You don't know what you're going to get, whether you're up or down or whatever. You know, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's who you are. But I'm going to tell you, Paul is like just, you ever see him in a different mood? There's like one, just solid, and uh, he's laying there in the hospital. He's the same as if he's walking around doing whatever. Just do not give him power tools. It's dangerous. But uh, I I just want to say, you know, if you love somebody and you want to honor somebody, Say it. Well, what are you holding back for? Be thankful for the people that are in your life. If I, You know, when I, when I hug your neck or shake your hand and I look you in the eye, I'm going to tell you what I mean it. The, the greatest gifts in my life are the people that God has brought. We don't always see eye to eye. In fact, there's some days I don't like you. But I still love you. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And you stick around. That's what covenant does. It, it causes you to stay together long enough that you realize why you're together. So, anyway, I love you, but I wouldn't say that to your face, so I'll say it in a crowd. <laughs> you are the man. I appreciate everything you've been in my life, the council, all that. So there, there's one. There it is. All right, and in closing, no, I'm not done yet. Being thankful is absolutely essential to your spiritual health and well-being. It's essential to the health of relationships around you. It's absolutely essential to understanding and believing that God is in control of your life. How many believe and know that God made you specifically who you are? It is He that has made us, and not we ourselves. And and so here's another scripture. I just I want you. Uh, I'm going to read a whole chapter again, but it's only five verses. But Psalms 100, it says, "Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all your lands." Let me tell you something, and I, and I realize it may freak a few people out when we get together and get a little exuberant in our worship, but I'm going to tell you something. We have Scripture for that. There, there ought to be, if your religious experience doesn't make you joyful, something's wrong, honey. Something's wrong. God's good. And, and, and that expression of His goodness... Man, it's gonna come out. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell him. Robbie, where? Uh, Robbie uh, Brooks is in uh, Minnesota watching a Vikings game, right? He's, been, he's a Vikings freak, right? Loves it. Where's you see him? And uh, and uh, so his lifelong dream is to go there and watch. A game, and so finally they all came together, and there he is. He's going to be right there, and right by the sideline. He's all excited. I promise you, if the Minnesota Vikings win today, the guy's probably going to go crazy, right? Because he's got a lot invested, and he's a he's a he's a football fan. Well, I got to tell you what, you ought to be a Jesus fan. It ought to be that you ought, you ought to realize that, that you're on his team and that if you get a little excited about who he is, there's nothing wrong. Don't look at us like we're weird. You don't look at them like they're weird. They do—they're pour all kinds of emotion into all kinds of things that are so temporary. But I'm going to tell you what, this that we're involved is in, is eternal. It goes from this life to the next And it's worth every once in a while with making a joyful shout to the Lord. It says, serve the Lord with sadness. That's the way some of you read it. Oh, this is hard. Oh, I can't make it another day. Give me a break. How great is your God How awesome is he? How powerful is he in our lives? There may be days when there is sadness, but it should not be a lifetime of sadness. We serve the Lord with gladness. We come before his presence with singing, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us. I'm self-made. You ain't self-made. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. And the Bible says, enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Man, I never, don't know, I can't even get into the presence of God. I don't know what's the matter with me. Well, you know what? If you're, un, if you're unthankful, there is a key to the gates, to entering into God's presence. And it's not just when you come in here. On a Sunday morning and sing songs of praise. It's having a thankful heart. Some of you just visit them on Sunday. I love you. But, and you get caught up in the presence of God because there's people that, that, that are in the presence of God and it just sweeps into the body. How many feel it when you get in here? I'm going to tell you something. You can feel it this afternoon. You can feel it Monday morning. He'll he'll be with you at lunchtime or whatever it is in your life. But the key to the gates of of the presence of God is entering into it with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. It is a mindset. It's not something we do for a moment. It's living a life that's thankful. Hmm. So it says, be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth, it does what? It endures. Where, what's going to happen in the years to come if your if you're politician didn't get in? Oh, what's going to happen to America? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen in the world? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. His truth is going to endure. The kingdom of God is going to prosper The people of God are still going to be the people of God. I don't care what's going on politically. And so the the reality of it is, is living with and and, uh, having a thankful heart. It it creates for us an entrance into the, the very presence of God. If you're looking for a directional change for your life, it, you know we want to do the instant thing and and make my our lives, you know, flip around and and, and uh, you know be all different. But I'm going to tell you what what changes first is your attitude. And and with a understanding that it is He who has made us and not we ourselves, then I accept my life. Do I wish I was taller? Yeah. Am I ticked off about it? No. Can I change that? No. It is he who has made me. Well, do I wish, you know, we get this idea because of the magazine covers and what the world's pressing on us, this perfect person. I'm going to tell you what, brother, sister, it doesn't exist. You can try for years to get a six-pack ab. It doesn't make any difference. You want to make me feel better about myself, honey. You got trouble. Be thankful for where you're at. Well, someday I'll be thankful. When I make enough money, when I got the right relationship, when my kids are at a certain age, and you'll never be thankful if you can't find a way to be thankful right now for where God's put you. What I'm telling you is find a way right now. He made me. Uniquely me. I'm thankful to be me. I don't want to be you. Not that I don't like you. I just don't want to be you. I want to be me. I'm grateful for what God's gifted and put in me. Well, well, does it make me better than somebody? I'm not better than anybody. If If you're walking around like you're less than somebody else, you're wrong. God miraculously made you for a divine purpose and for you to just be you, be thankful. I wish I was somebody else. You're making a terrible mistake trying to be somebody else. And and there's a danger. Listen to this. There's a danger to not being thankful. Listen to this. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 20, it says, in 21 it says for since the creation of the world his invisible attributes are clearly seen okay let me say that again I, I don't know it, does God exist for since the creation of the world his invisible attributes are clearly seen you got to be a fool to say there's no God I'm not just saying that I'm saying it because the scripture says that says a fool in his heart says there's no God. says, and f- for since the creation of the world is invisible, attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. There ain't nobody going to have an excuse when we stand before him because his attributes are clearly seen all around us. But listen to this, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. Okay, you know, you think it's some great mystery of of how, you know, to change the direction of your life and how, you know, God, I got to do something drastic. No, it's one small step. How many of you know God exists? Okay. Well, then glorify Him as God. You know, when you say God exists, you're saying it's He that has made me, not, not me. And so, God, I'm going to have to start right now saying thank you. I'm going to have to start making a declaration of where I'm at right now, God. It may not be where I want to be, but somehow in your divine plan, I'm here right now, and I want to say Thank you. You know what that is? That is an acceptance of life. You can either reject your life or you can accept what God's provided. And to accept life is to say, okay, God, you're in charge. Now that I'm in a position and a place where my attitude's right now, I can turn towards you and get direction. You see, if you look at the rest of the Scripture, it says... Uh, They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became, became. Everybody say they became. They became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. How did they become that? It wasn't a switch that was turned on and off. It was a direction they were going in because they couldn't find a way to be thankful for what was in their life. It's always when it gets better and so you know what when you're when you're living with that carnal mind you can make some terrible mistakes and their hearts become it became it was a directional thing I'm going to tell you what the world I don't care what the weather is the world's brighter when you're thankful when you're looking at things, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, if there's any good thing going on, of course we could all have better jobs and we could all, you know, whatever you think would make your life better. That's unending desires. But I'm here to declare I have made money and I have been broke. And in the, in the spirit of man there is no difference. There is none it's not about the wealth of this world. There was, a, there was a rich man who fared sumptuously had all kinds of stuff, and there was a beggar that laid at the gate wanting scraps of food. When it came time for their eternity to begin, the man who had nothing never had anything, the angels of the Lord come and got him. Quit buying what this world is selling. Quit buying it. Because all it's doing is is putting in our mind a a direction that's futile. Be thankful for where you're at and what you got. And you know something, realize it's he who has made us. And I'm going to tell you what, he begins to direct your life. So it goes on. And, and if you read the rest of Romans chapter 1, all kinds of wickedness opens up. But it starts out with not having a thankful heart. Luke chapter 17 tells the event of how Jesus was in Jerusalem. And let me read it for you starting at verse number 11. It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and then as he entered a certain village, there met him that ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan, and Jesus answered, and he said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not... Any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. And he said to them, he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. The story, the event of lepers, and if, anything, if you know anything about leprosy, it was the law that you were not to go near anybody. You had to stay and keep your distance. You had to, you, you, you want to make sure that you didn't affect or, or, or infect anybody else with the disease that you had. So the law, so lepers hung together because they were, uh, um, you know, all had the same thing going on. But it was absolutely illegal to come anywhere near somebody that was not infected. There's some of you today that you think you're too infected. You think, man, I, I, I could never draw near to God. And, and, and I, you can imagine as these lepers felt that they, they saw Jesus. They probably heard the stories at a distance and, and heard of the healing. And, and so they, they thought, man, maybe there's hope here. Maybe he can do something for me. And, he, and, and so they cry out from a distance. They say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I'm going to tell you, I don't care if it's at a distance or you're kneeling at His feet. He hears your cry. There's some of you that will only cry out from a distance, but I'm here to tell you something. He will hear your cry. He wants to. His desire is for you to be healed. And I guarantee you, he went through that certain village hoping and knowing that those lepers would be there, so that and say, Come on, boys, cry out to me because I want to see you healed. You think so many things happen just by chance, and I'm going to tell you what it is no chance in your life that God wants to intersect with you. It's not chance. And so he hears them begin to murmur and, and, and like, what an excitement when they recognize it's him. And then he say, come on, let me hear it. And they cry out, Master, Jesus, have mercy on us. And you know what he said? He didn't say, be healed. You know, we want the Dramatic. But if a person was healed from leprosy and could enter into the community again, they had to go show themselves to the priest they, and, and get, a, get a certificate that they were clean. And all he says to them, he says, go show yourself to the priest. They still got body parts falling off. It's like, huh? But you know what? We might better do what he said. You know, there's every once in a while, I don't, get, I don't have a clue why, but I figured, you know what, I might better do what he said. And I find out later, well, on the way, going to show themselves to the police, uh, the high priest, the, the direction that they were going brought healing. Follow me today, folks. You want something instant. And I know God can heal instantly, but so often in our lives, it's because of the direction. If we're going in the direction He tells us to, it brings healing. If you're not here, if you're not healed yet, keep walking in the direction He's told you to walk in, and you watch what happens. So they're going along, and there's Joe. You know his noses fall off, and you know Luke's ears going, and they're walking. and They start looking at each other, and I. You're looking different to me. They start unwrapping the, the, the things that's holding them together, and, 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 and their skin comes back to normal, and, and it's, it's, it's clean, and it's pure, again and they're, like, they're, they're looking at each other like, Whoa! I get my life back. And man, they start, I don't even know if they made it to the priest. Can you imagine how exciting it would be to have your life so dramatically changed. I can. I've had it happen to me. And and, and the reality of it is, as they're going, they got so caught up in their freedom, they neglected to turn around and thank the one that set them free. There are some that would serve God only because they need something, I want—I want healing. I want, you know, He brings us to His presence because we have needs. We get there because we have needs. And if you've been healed, you know what it is that will con- cause you to continue to live a life that's blessed, as being one of the multitude that'll turn around. And, and say, and, and for a moment's time, forget about my life change and forget about all the great things that's a result of my healing. I want to find the one that healed me. I want to take the time to say, Jesus, without you, where would I be? Having a thankful heart puts you in a, in a frame of mind that you can hear His voice. I want you to stand with me. Oh, that men would thank the Lord for all the wonderful works that He's done. We could say, oh, that mankind would thank the Lord. Oh, gateway. That we would thank the Lord. Yeah, but this in my life is a wreck. You know what? As soon as he fixes that, there's something else that will be a wreck. It's unending, folks. We live in the flesh. Sorrow and suffering is a part of living our lives. Our body decays but what I am convinced of in my life because it is He who has made me and not me myself that goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. I'm convinced of that. Why? Because He is good. Because I personally have taken the time, not just this morning or yesterday, but every day of my life, I've taken the time to say, Jesus, I am so thankful. I'm thankful for the relationships you brought into my life. I'm thankful for who you've made me to be. I'm thankful, God, that when I was alone and I was distressed and I cried out to you, you showed up. So I don't know where you see yourself. You don't re- you typically cry out to him if you don't feel like you have a need. But how many have a need in the house? I'm going to tell you, he knows it before you even ask. And so whether or not you feel like you have the right to draw near to him. You know, we always open the altar and have people come down to pray. But that's a little too close for some people. But I'm telling you, it's a safe place. There's people that reached out and touched him. They're whole. As many as touched him was whole. Made whole. But there's others from a distance. Jesus you feel like you're so filled with leprosy that, man, you can't even draw near. It just isn't right. But I'm going to tell you what. He can take what you got. And so wherever you feel you're at this morning, man, if you want to come and kneel or stand and, and let us pray for you or just, just be thankful. Come on, there ain't a soul in here that couldn't find something to, to thank God for. Just coming down here and saying, Jesus, thank you. I'm blessed. I am blessed. You are blessed. But if you're the one of the ones that have not yet let Him touch you, I'm going to tell you what, you can say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. And you're going to find Him to give you a direction in your life that will bring healing. And as you're healed... I just want to ask you, please, be the one that turns around and says, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you in the midst of sorrow and suffering. You're good. So this season, today, would you take some time before you leave? Whether it's crying out, God, I need you, or coming down and saying, Lord, I am so thankful. Would you take some time before you leave to be in the presence of God? I'm going to open these altars as we sing. Would you make your way down here to pray with us? It's there in the newborn.